I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sal Capaccio on the sidelines, and he joins us now after landing back in Western New York with the team. I expect it was quite a raucous locker room, Sal. Uh, I don't know, but if you can hear outside my window right now, I'm literally, it is 5 o'clock in the morning. You can hear the fans, and this is crazy. That's at the Buffalo airport right now. So forget the locker room. There are thousands of people waiting for you in Buffalo. That's amazing. Well, we've been waiting uh, for you, too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, as always, Amy. It's always mm. good to talk to you, especially on a night like night tonight. What a, what a special night you know, for these fans, for, for this team, uh, for this city. To be where they were, 6-6, six and six, to be where they are now, I mean, it's pretty remarkable. You heard Chris say it there. There were three games back with five to play. And they, they did it. It's, it's pretty unbelievable the way they did it tonight with starters going down and guys filling in and the defense pitching a shutout, like you said, in the second half, overcoming some adversity, little special teams magic. I mean, um, it was just pretty poetic down in South Florida in front of thousands and thousands of Bills Mafia at Hard Rock Stadium. So I could hear that on your radio broadcast, and I also heard you talk to not just Hardy but also Sean McDermott. Why was he so emotional after this win? You know, I just think that everything that's gone into this season, if you remember about a month ago, the article that came out that was um, really damaging and he felt was a really character assassination on him um, and the way that this team has rallied since. You know, Sean's a really prideful man, and he cares about his work, obviously, like all people do, I would say, but I think he cares about what, you know, this 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 means to his team and his organization and his players and his city and his fans. Uh, the, the Bills fans, so I don't mean by Sean, but the Bills fans. And I think that that hurt him deeply. And I don't think it's just that. I think for this team to <laughs> show the resiliency of the kind of football he preaches, come back and, and do this and be here tonight, um, I think it's just special. And when I asked him in that interview that you heard to turn around, we were facing like kind of the field. And I said, you know, coach, turn around and see this. Look at mm. this scene. And I mean, Amy, it was, I'm getting chills thinking about this. The emotion in his voice was, was pretty, I'd say almost unmatched with Sean. I, I've, Sean I've, I've seen Sean pretty emotional, but he's normally a pretty stoic guy, and, and that was pretty special to hear and see. I know that we could watch it on TV and get a taste of it, but how big a spark and a turning point the Deontay Hardy 96-yard punt return touchdown? I mean, it was really, to me, like a, an incredibly big exhale, right? Like, this team was so good. They were dominating playing the game, just not on the scoreboard. They were moving the ball up and down the field, and Miami wasn't, to be quite honest. Miami had a very nice first half running the ball. They, they were really chewing up the yardage running the ball, but you know, the Bills did a nice job on them overall in big offense and weren't allowing the big play. And the Bills, they were moving the ball down the field and had two interceptions, and you know they, they just couldn't score. They couldn't score. And then the end of the half, the way it ended, you, know, you were just like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be one of those nights. We've seen these nights. 
against the Jets, against the Bengals, against the Patriots, all the losses they've had here. They've lost so many you know, close games. I think there was this feeling of here we go again. I think <laughs> excuse me, when Deontay got loose and everybody knew he was going to score, well, first thing I'm doing is making sure there's no flags. And I'm looking <laughs> on the field, and then, you know, I mean, I think it was a big exhale. I think, Amy, that when he scored, there was a feeling on that sideline and behind me by the thousands of red, white, and blue that was there that this team's going to win this game. I, I, really, I think that's really like, okay, now, now they're 14-14. They're going to shut them down, and they're going to score and win the game. That's exactly what happened. Sal Capaccio is fresh off the team plane and thousands of people waiting at the airport in Buffalo for the Bills to return home as AFC East champions. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So what changed in the last five weeks as they rattle off these five wins in a row, uh, in a row, excuse me, on the road at Kansas City? They beat the Cowboys, which was a big deal. Uh, they go to Los Angeles and take out the Chargers by a couple of points. The Patriots in division matchup, and then against the Dolphins last night. How did they rattle off those five straight? Well, I think a couple of different things, you know. Um, let's start with the offensive coordinator change. It's mattered. You know, I mean, um, Ken Dorsey had his moments for sure. I mean, they put 48 against Miami in week four with Ken Dorsey, but I really think Joe Brady's been good for this offense and good for Josh Allen and the energy that he's brought and just his scheme, <clears throat> leaning on the run game a little bit more. Um, you know, allowing Josh to be Josh a little bit more. I think that's mattered. Um, the players have responded. But I, I think what's gone unnoticed here more than anything, Amy, is the Bills' defense, they have a great defensive mind and head coach Sean McDermott. He's the play caller. But when they lost in one game in London, Daquan Jones and Matt Milano, the week before they lost Tredavious White, you know, it was a bit uneven there for a good four or five weeks. They they were giving up, you know, late-game drives to Mac Jones. And they were giving up second half, you know, against the Philadelphia Eagles. They gave up, you know, they should have had the win there, and they didn't. And there were a couple other times where that happened. So I, what I think happened was the coaches had to learn exactly who the guys that were filling in, what their strengths and weaknesses were. And those guys had to learn their role. And it really was great coaching, I think, from McDermott, his coaching staff, Bobby Babbage at linebackers, John Butler at DBs. They traded for our Russell Douglas. I think that was the, the, the third piece to fit in. And this guy's been amazing. He got hurt tonight. Let's hope he's okay for the playoffs. Um, but I think all those things happened. But I think the under-talked-about uh, under, the, the under story of the turnaround of this season is what Sean McDermott was able to do with this defense mm. and let it come together over the last six, seven weeks. How confident are you in the run game? I, we, you and I have had this conversation before. I do not like it when Josh Allen is the leading rusher. I know they're not yeah. all designed runs, but I still don't love him taking a ton of hits, and I wish they had more consistent run game. How do you feel about it moving forward? Well, it's there. They can do it. You know, I mean, they did it against Dallas. It just pounded them, right? And James Cook had this amazing game. Mm -hmm. But it's not there consistently enough. You know, I didn't have it last week against the Patriots. Not that much against the Chargers today. A little bit here and there. Again, not enough. Um, they have to get more out of it. But I think what you're going to see, though, is when the chips are down, you still get Josh. And that's he's their best goal line back. Look at that first down he had <laughs> with third down 15, right? I mean, like, I mean, that's what he is. He's their best short yardage goal line back. But you know, you'd love to let James Cook do his thing a little bit. And I, I, I stopped short of saying let James Cook. But, you know, you want to let James do his thing. And you want to um, – you want to have a more consistent running game on a week-to-week -week basis. It's not a bad running game whatsoever, but it's got to get a little bit more consistent on a week-to-week, -week, like I said. And that, that's been missing, 
but at times they've been a really, really good run team. It's kind of like feast or famine at some times, though. Mm-hmm. And tonight there was a little bit of famine, and that's when you had to see Josh Allen, you know, come to life a little bit with his legs. And I give, you know, Joe Brady's not afraid to call that. And listen, Amy, I mean, no, nobody wants to see Josh Allen take those hits. You're right. I, I agreed, Bills fans. But but I'm telling you this. Halfway through the year, Bills fans are like, why is Josh Allen not running? We need him to. I mean, can you imagine being in Baltimore and not letting Lamar Jackson run? I mean, that's part of the offense. It's part, and and you're he's going to get some bumps and bruises. Everybody understands that. You'd love to keep him clean, but he's a big part of what they do, and it's gonna it's gonna be a part going forward too. What do you make of Stephon Diggs? not having a touchdown catch over the course of this five-game win streak and only having one going back to early November? You know, I, I, don't, I don't read into all of it as much as people want to. I do think that there's some, something going on with his connection with Josh and the timing of it or a little thing here or there. Like, I don't think it's anything personal, and I don't think there's any sort of conspiracy. You know, Stefan is 30 years old. He's played a whole heck of a lot of football over the last whatever years. The Bills have gone deep into the playoffs, and he's always available, by the way, right? He's always playing. And at some point, you know, I'm sure his body takes a little bit of wear and tear. That might be it. But also, Josh Allen has missed him three consecutive weeks on huge deep balls, including true, tonight. What true. you saw tonight. What you saw tonight. Missed out an 88-yarder, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Would have been a touchdown. Amy, that has happened for the last three weeks. Now, can you imagine – if even two of those three, you aren't asking me this, no one's asking this, we're not talking about this. If just two of those three hit, and there's some sort of timing issue that's been going on with them. And I think last week it was Josh had people at his feet, blitzes, Belichick did a good job. The week before that, to be honest with you, I think Josh was just off. First play of the game, he was a bit off. That series, he was a bit off. They never seemed to connect. Tonight, it was there. Tonight, it was there except for that one shot. I just looked at the stats. He had eight balls thrown his way. He caught seven of them. Yes. So I think that timing was corrected tonight, and unfortunately they didn't connect in that big deep ball. Sal Capaccio of the Bills Radio Network and a great insider with the team is with us here after hours. A couple of minutes, even though uh, it's been a long night and now a long morning. What time do you have to be on your own, or our Buffalo affiliate, your own station, WGR? Well, they were gracious enough to allow me going at 8 o'clock this morning instead of 7 o'clock this morning for my normal Monday morning hit. And then I have my own show from 10 a.m. to 12. That's right. Oh, you're not sleeping, right? If you sleep, it might get worse, Sal. Don't do it. Let me, let me, let me tell you the best part about what's going to happen here in the next 20 minutes. All right? <laughs> now, now, three times this year, I have a 10-year-old who just loves the Bills so much. And Aww. him and my wife have season tickets. They're behind the bench, and they sit right up there. And, and three times this year, I've come home really late at night. I've had to kind of... I go up, I give him a kiss goodnight, and he, he, said, he wakes up and says, did the Bills win? And I've had to say no. <sighs> guess, guess what's going to happen in 10 minutes? Oh, I love it. I'm going to say, yes, they did, buddy. They're division champions again. Oh, that's awesome. And what will he do? Will he be half asleep? Oh, yeah, but he'll give, me a, he'll give me a big hug and kiss, and he'll have a smile and go back to sleep for a little while. And then, oh, then we'll awesome. wake up, and he'll want to watch all the highlights before he goes to school. <laughs> Best part of the morning. I love it. Sal, the dad, also the Bills sideline reporter. Okay, so they haven't seen the Steelers since the preseason. How do you like the matchup initially? Well, I really like the matchup simply because I just don't think – I think Mike Tomlin is one hell of a coach, and I think he's squeezed absolutely the, every ounce out of that team so far this year that you could give and get, and that's why they're in that position. Um, I think the Bills are the better football team. And I don't know, what's the, what's the line? I'm guessing it's maybe a touchdown. I mean, it's got to be something like that, right? I'm not really sure. But there's probably a reason, and there's a reason why. It's because the Bills 
to me, are the better football team, and they're going to be home. And as much as Mike Tomlin is a great coach, I think they probably are going to be without T.J. Watt. I like this matchup for the Bills. What I don't like is the Steelers have that extra night, extra day, I should say, to prepare. They played last, uh, Saturday night. The Bills are getting home here late on a Sunday night going into Monday morning. They'll have a, a little less time for those bumps and bruises, those guys that got hurt. Uh, but I do like the initial matchup. And, you know, whether it's Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, this defense is playing really, really well right now, and they're going to have a challenge on their hands. As we talked about shutting out the Miami Dolphins in the second half of a game for the AFC East title on Sunday night. One more thing before I let you go, Sal, it's completely off of uh, this topic. Uh, but I was just reflecting last week about how it had been a year since DeMar Hamlin got, you know, had to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati and that we had gotten the incredible news and he was awake in the hospital about 48 hours later. But that, to me, the most significant, memorable sports story of 2023. How is DeMar these days? You know, Damar, he's such a happy, fun guy to be around. And, you know, for what he went through, for him to every day have a smile on his face and be at practice and doing what he loves, it's just awesome to see. And, you know, we've all, I think, in the media gotten to know Damar more because of what happened, obviously. Um, but I think even for me personally, you know, and I've had a couple conversations with him and his family about that night. And, um, you know, I, I'm just, um, I'm just really grateful and thankful that you know he's a part of all our lives and here in buffalo and a part of this team he's doing great he's doing great good and um and i got to brag about my syracuse orange beating his pit panthers to him last week actually <laughs> in basketball so that was even better <laughs> uh good i'm so glad every time he opens his mouth or we see him in front of a microphone i'm so impressed with the impact that he's making certainly is very evident that he's not and going to waste right. this opportunity that he's been given and the money that people invested in his foundation to make uh just incredible changes and incredible improvements around the world. Yeah, and, and Amy, can I, can I say this too about him is that, you know, a lot of times things happen to people and they put their name to something and they say donate or help out and I'm a part of this cause. You know what's the most impressive part about this young man is he's a true agent for change. He mm. goes to places. He goes around the country. goes to these cities. His foundation is is literally like helping to save lives through supplying AEDs and um, uh, uh, training through um, a CPR training and he goes there, and he's a part of it. Awesome. And I think that's what's the super cool part of, you know, DeMar's story and, and the legacies he's leaving. Even as Sal is saying those last few words, I'm watching Hardy's punt return touchdown. Nobody anywhere close to him once he hit the 50-yard line. He was gone. I think, we, I think he dialed it down around the 40. I mean, he knew it, right? I mean, he's a, <laughs> yeah. been waiting for that one. Yeah, I don't, think he got a, I don't think he got a hand on him. So it was uh -uh. A, a really, really big play. It'll, it might go down, I mean, as the, the signature – you know, play to get this team to the playoffs when it's all said and done here at the end of the season. Mm, Sideline going crazy, understanding the significance and the impact. Sal Capaccio has been with the Bills all night on the team plane after doing the interviews on the sidelines. They are AFC East champions, a fourth straight year. Most unlikely, most improbable. The number two seed in the AFC will host the Steelers coming up next Sunday. On Twitter, at Sal Sports, poor guy, well, Gets to be a dad and tell Max about the Bills, but then it's got a lot of work to do today. So thank you for a few minutes. I really appreciate it, as always. Anytime for you. Thanks a lot. Have a great morning, a great year, and we'll talk again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 